that we get to kick off our entire new global theme for 2023, and that's called Living Out Loud. And what that phrase invites us to do is to live fully in the world, and that's going to be the overarching theme for all of 2023. And we also have our monthly themes, and our monthly theme for January is called Root and Reboot. And I love this theme because it's calling us to find our way back to our spiritual center, to those basic principles that lead us throughout our lives if we just let them. And I can't think of a better way to talk about rooting and rebooting than New Year's resolutions. Oh, I heard lots of hmms. Now, I love the concept of the New Year's resolution because it reminds me of Fawkes the Phoenix from Harry Potter and how at the end of his life he would burst into flames to be born fresh and new, capable of great things in the world. But doesn't it sometimes feel like we just do the bursting in the flames part with our resolutions? (laughs) You know, that's how it feels for me. And I, I thought about this a little bit more, and I thought, well, you know, let's look up some of the stats around New Year's, New Year's resolutions, because believe it or not, there's statistics on this. And one of them is that around 40% of Americans make a New Year's resolution every year. It's a lot of people. That's millions and millions of people. Now, a slightly more depressing statistic is only about 9% of Americans feel like they're successful with their resolution. Yet, the majority of those who set one feel like they'll be successful right at the beginning when they start. So we go into it thinking, I'm going to be successful, and then something happens. Another fun stat is those aged 18 to 35 are much more likely to make a New Year's resolution. While those who are over 55 are a little bit less likely made me scratch my head a little bit and wonder. And then this one, (laughs) most people, statistically speaking, will give up their goals by around January 19th. (laughs) So mark your calendars (laughs) if you've got one. No, no. Today we're going to talk about how we can actually move forward with that, not just with New Year's resolutions, but with our goals in general. Um, Because I decided to make some resolutions for myself for 2023. There are some things that I'd like to do a little bit differently. I made some of the similar resolutions that a lot of people make. You know, I want to eat healthier. I want to be more physically active. And I want to succeed. And I want to see if we can use our new thought principles to help me to succeed. Before I could do that, though, after I wrote out my goals, I had to ask myself, well, I wonder why I don't always follow through with these. And I had to get pretty honest. And I noticed that sometimes my goals weren't grounded in my own inherent wholeness. Oftentimes, they weren't grounded in reality. So there's the rooting aspect we'll talk about. And then I noticed that sometimes even when I do feel like I'm grounded, that I would run into resistance and the resistance would win. And then I would stop and I wouldn't be approaching that goal anymore. And that's where I recognize that sometimes that resistance resistance needs to be healed, and hence we get to the reboot side. And I notice that both of these, the rooting and the rebooting, are necessary for us to find success with our goals, with our resolutions, 
And they both begin with consciousness. For example, when I found my way into ministry after a long career in information technology, I really noticed that I had to root into my own knowledge of my own spiritual worth, my own spiritual wholeness. Because if I didn't, then I would find myself floundering and things would feel harder. And I also noticed, too, that as I stepped into this completely new paradigm of a career, of my work, of my calling, that, boy, oh boy, I ran into so much resistance within my consciousness. Sometimes I felt like I was banging my head against a brick wall that I had put up myself. (laughs) You know, and oftentimes that brick wall looked like my defenses. Ooh, that was not fun. So why is it that rooting and rebooting works when we approach our goals? Well, that's where we get to our talk title for today, which is called God is a Concept. And those of you who are John Lennon fans will hear a little familiarity there with John Lennon's song called God, where he talks about this different way, this different idea of what God can be. What we talk about in our teaching in the science of mind is that there is not some God that's outside of ourselves. It's not some wizard up in the sky who's passing judgment and giving gifts and boons, sometimes mercurially. No, that's not what we talk about. We talk about God's spirit being this this active universal principle of life, ever the more making itself known and its whole. Ernest Holmes says in The Science of Mind when he first describes his idea of what God is, he says, the study of science of mind is a study of first cause, spirit, mind, or that invisible essence, that ultimate stuff and intelligence from which everything comes, the power back of creation, the thing itself. And then he goes on to say a little bit later in that chapter, this is the simple meaning of true metaphysical teaching, the study of life and the nature of the law governed and directed by thought, always conscious that we live in a spiritual universe, that God is in, through, around, and for us. There is nothing supernatural about the study of life from the metaphysical viewpoint. That which today seems to us supernatural after it is thoroughly understood will be found spontaneously natural. So in Ernest's uh, rather wordy way, what he's talking about here is that consciousness is at the core of everything. That it's the thought that comes first And then we see the effects on the world. And we can do a little experiment to prove this for ourselves. We can take an effect that we see in the world, like perhaps these flowers here before me are an effect that I see in the world. And we can trace it back, looking at, well, I wonder what caused that. And then following all of these causes back until we get to an idea. And in this case, perhaps it was the idea of the florist who said, well, this would be a pretty arrangement. It starts with a thought. 
And we can go back even further to the gardeners who thought, well, it would be lovely to plant these flowers. And so it is. That's how we find our way back to first cause. The singular idea that led to our very universe. In short, our teaching tells us that if we can just change our thinking, then we can change our lives. And if I take it a little bit further, in fact, we have to change our thinking first before we can actually experience that change in our life. And this is one of the reasons why I've noticed that my goals can flounder sometimes, that I didn't adequately change my own thinking in a way that fully aligned with the goal that I wanted to achieve. I was putting the cart before the horse. And one really cool aspect of our teaching is that because this divine consciousness is all that there is, and we are part of it, that means that we're already whole. There isn't anything that we have to get outside of ourselves. And for me, that tells me that whenever I'm setting my goals, I have to ask myself whether or not I've rooted that goal in my own wholeness. Is it coming from my wholeness? Is it coming from the expression of my wholeness? Or maybe is it coming from the fears of my ego? And it's a good question to ask. And so that brings us to this idea of what it means to root in spirit, to root in our wholeness. Because when we do that, we approach our goals for the right reasons. We're rooted in a place of our own self-worth. When I do that, I'm not trying to get something that's going to make me whole, but rather I'm allowing my inherent wholeness to express itself in the world. Now, how can we find out if we're coming from our wholeness? So that's a question I have to ask myself a lot, and the answer is curiosity. I love curiosity because it leads me to ask questions like, why do I want to accomplish this goal? And then I ask that question again, why? And then I keep on asking it until I find myself at the root answer for me. And sometimes that root answer is, yeah, this is coming from an expression of my wholeness. This is an expression of who I am. Sometimes, though, it might reveal to me that, oh, well, you know, I'm actually, this may be coming from a bit of a fearful place, and that's why I want to do this. And so maybe that's not coming from my wholeness. Maybe it's coming because I'm trying to, like, plug a hole in my life and my experience. So when I answer that question for myself, I can see if that answer is resonating with my wholeness. I can check in with my feelings. Does it feel good? Does this answer feel good to me? Or do I feel fear when I get to that answer? Does it feel like this goal is going to lead me to expand in life? Or does it feel like it's actually making me contract because I'm trying to fill in some gap? So once I've connected with that goal and I've found that, yes, this is rooted in my wholeness, I'm doing this for the right reasons, what I find is that, wow, it gives my goal and the actions I take toward fulfilling that goal so much more energy 
it makes it so much easier to move past any challenges that come up. It actually makes the goal feel much more achievable. The good news is, in a community like ours, we can use our spiritual practices to remind us of our inherent wholeness. Because ultimately, that's what our spiritual practices do in the science of mind. They remind us of the truth, the truth that we are one with this thing that is larger than us, this thing that knows no bounds. We can do that through our prayer, through our affirmations, our meditation, our journaling, our visioning. And another great spiritual practice, by the way, is this community. Because this place is a place where we accept everybody exactly as they are. I remember once in one of our videos, Reverend Tara said, I love this place because I can show up exactly the way that I am in my gym clothes and everything. (laughs) When we do this together, it makes it a lot easier to help each other, to help one another recognize our inherent wholeness. And because, I, at least for me, I tend to forget my wholeness from time to time, it's nice to have others who are around who can remind me of that wholeness. And this is one of the reasons why we've got so many amazing in-person events that are planned for 2023, such as our upcoming vegan snack and chat that's going to be happening a little bit later in January, and you'll hear about that from Jan during the announcement segment. We, we decided that we had been doing a few too many baked goods and cookies and things like that. So this seems slightly healthier, which seems in, you know, the whole New Year's resolution thing. So it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We've got so many more events that are coming up. We're going to have one every month. And we do these events because they remind us why we love each other so much. They remind us why it's so wonderful to be here in community because when we come together, we get a glimpse of that wholeness expressing and expanding as all of us together. They remind us that our wholeness didn't actually go anywhere. We might have forgotten about it, but it didn't go anywhere. It's always been right here in the relationships that we have with each other, with this community. And so that's the rooting side. When you get to the slightly more challenging side, the rebooting side. (laughs) Specifically rebooting so that we can let go of our resistance. Now, I see quite a lot of resistance when I look out at the world. I'm not talking about the kind of courageous resistance that the citizens of Ukraine are employing against Russia's continuing war of aggression. I'm not talking about the resistance from the women in Iran who are fighting for their fundamental right to express and be free from harm and oppression. What I see is what I'd call a fear-based resistance that It's perhaps one of the reasons why we're still figuring out this thing called climate change because all the countries of the world sort of expect the other countries to do the hard stuff first before they're willing to participate. I see the resistance of authoritarian regimes that seek to control their people at all costs, often through violence and oppression. 
This is a resistance to the diversity of life itself that comes from a simple fear of the unknown. A simple fear of the other. And when I turn my gaze within, I sometimes see that resistance within me. Sometimes, despite being firmly rooted in my own wholeness, I nevertheless fall short of my goals. And staying curious, I have to ask myself, why is that? And the answer is often because I've run into some form of resistance, some fear of the unknown within my own consciousness. Might show up as an old story telling me that I'm not any good, so why would I even bother trying? Or maybe it comes up as a memory of this this time when I got an F on a big project, and so that tells me that I can't do anything long term. Sometimes it shows up in my dating life. (laughs) Oh boy, that's fun. (laughs) This fear-based resistance works in our consciousness kind of similar to the way that programs run on our computer. Now, you, you may know this. If you use computers, you, if you keep on using that computer and you keep on opening programs willy-nilly without really working to manage them and the resources that they take, all of a sudden, that computer can become pretty sluggish. Sometimes it gets buggy and it does really weird things. Sometimes it crashes altogether. And sometimes we might find that there is a single program that we used to love using, but now it's eating up all of the resources on this computer and it's causing all sorts of problems. If you call tech support, as we often do when we run into these challenges, well, the first thing that they're probably going to ask you to do is, have you tried rebooting your computer? (laughs) Now, yes, they are reading from a script, but that script was designed that way for a reason. Because rebooting closes out all that stuff that's been open, that's leeching all those resources, doesn't it? And it lets you start fresh. Rebooting, when we look at it as something we can do with our consciousness, it lessens or outright removes the resistance that we ourselves have created. It allows us to let go of the old programs that, while they might have been working for us, they might have been doing something for us for a time, Now they might be holding us back from reaching those goals, from fulfilling those New Year's resolutions. And I found that I often have to reboot my consciousness in order to release my own resistance to doing what needs to be done to complete my goals. And so how do I do this? Because we don't really just have a button that says, boop, and we reboot, do we? It's a little bit more work that goes into it. Well, The first thing that I like to do is I'll take the time and I might journal this out and make an inventory. Make an inventory of every form of resistance that's showing up for me around my goal. It might be, I just want to watch Netflix today. It might be, I just want to play video games. It might be, I just want to go hiking. It might be, I just want to do this, this, or that. All of these things that distract me from actually working on that goal and list them all out so that I can start to get a lay of the land. And once I found that resistance, 
I can then name it. Sometimes those resistances show up as something called you're not good enough. Sometimes for me, it's the critic, which I'm sure we can all have our own inner critics. And sometimes the critic likes to put on robes to make itself more important. It becomes the judge. (laughs) For me, one of my resistances that often comes up is the watcher of too much TV. (laughs) So when I do this, I find that I can actually start to have a conversation with my resistance to learn more about its motivations and why it's doing what it's doing for me. And I do this because, remember, we want to do this sort of an exercise in a rooted way, in a way where we're rooted in our own inherent wholeness, that we already know we're whole, and this is how we approach our resistance. Because when we do that, we're able to have a loving conversation. Because what happens when you resist your resistance? You get more resistance. (laughs) That one's pretty easy. These conversations for me are really helpful because I find that the resistance is really just trying to help in its own weird, funky kind of way. And when I approach them in a way where I just want to understand to be in loving relationship with them rather than seeing an adversary before me, I'm able to work with my resistance to find a healthy way for it to contribute in my life and to actually work toward fulfilling my goals. I'm creating an ally rather than adversary. And so the programs are still running, but what I've done then is I've rebooted in a way where on that reboot, those programs can install some updates. Who knew? And those updates can allow them to work more effectively. And I learn that maybe I don't need to run this program all the time because maybe it takes up a lot of energy that really isn't helping. And the really cool aspect of this kind of a practice is that the more I do it, the more my real authentic self starts to shine through too. Because rather than being buried behind those old ways of being, those old resistances, I've created a pathway where that divine self can shine through. And it's so much easier to work toward our goals when we're coming from that And so rather than just tell you about this, I thought it would be fun for us to give it a shot. So if it feels comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep breath. Ah, Let it out with a sigh. And allow to form in your mind, in whatever way best suits you, one way that you know you often resist life that gets in the way of you accomplishing your goals. And when you have it in mind, simply ask it, what's your name? And once you have a name, you can ask it a very important question. How are you trying to help me? 
remembering that curiosity is what's leading this conversation.